When it comes to how you use your website to help you generate revenue, most people struggle with how to connect the dots and actually get some traction. And that can be frustrating. Trust me, I know. But the truth is that your blog can be a goldmine of opportunity to get you found and drive the results you want to see. The key is to have a strategy for how you use it. In this episode of the Fist Bump Hustle, we'll talk about how you can set up and use your blog to give you a fighting chance at finding success. And you'll walk away with some practical tips that you can start using today. I'm Dan King, founder and owner of Fistbump Media, a digital media company helping writers, bloggers, small businesses, and nonprofits amplify their voice and drive better results online. What started as an, oh no, what now kind of thing after being downsized from a corporate job is now a multi six-figure business with a growing team and a bright future. We've done it on a shoestring budget and a dedication to grow wisely. And we've navigated all the hype and gimmicks to find ways to achieve real sustainable growth doing the things we love to do the most. We created the Fistbump Hustle podcast to give you simple and actionable strategies to help you grow your platform and make more money. And if you're looking for ways to turn your blog into a positive financial resource for you and your family, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. All right. So in the last episode, we talked uh, about how you can leverage your blog and content that you've already written on your blog to self-publish your work on Amazon to generate some income. And today, we're going to build on that to highlight some ways that you can help set up your published works for success. It's not enough to just think that Amazon is going to take care of all. And, you know, there were some promotional tactics we talked about and stuff too to help that. But really, the foundation and the core of any kind of outreach or anything like that that you want to do is really going to focus on your website. You know, and this not only applies to books that you might be publishing, but it also applies to any kind of services or products or anything that you might be offering to help you generate some income. All right. So here's the first thing that I want to talk about. And, and that is that you need to understand excellent SEO or search engine optimization website structure. Okay. So before you really do anything, you need to be thinking about how you build and position stuff on your website uh, in order for it to get found well on search engines. Okay, so I've got I've got a blog post where we did a case study uh, for for a small business uh, in how we structured and built the pages on the website to re- and really just the changes to how we built pages and positioned them, uh, how that impacted uh, rankings and also traffic coming to the website. Uh, so you'll find the link to that in the show notes if you want to kind of dig in a little bit deeper uh, and, and to see some of the details for for how that worked. But really, the whole strategy when when you're talking about building uh, your website structure to, to work really well for SEO is to start with the landing pages. And you're going to want to have landing pages. When I talk about landing pages, these are core pages on your website for any key services or products or anything like that you have. Okay. So, so I know in the last episode, we talked about having a, a, a book page on your website right? Uh, that that kind of shares the details or, you know, if you got videos or testimonials or, you know, anything, whatever, any of that stuff at that, that, that 
book page. That is a landing page for the book that really is kind of the central best resource that you can put together for that book. <clears throat> Same thing applies to if you're doing any kind of services. Uh, uh, if you're doing uh, some kind of consulting for somebody, right? Uh, you'll, you you want to have a, a page that outlines all of the details about your consulting service. Uh, you know, maybe have some testimonials from previous clients or whatever. Uh, but but that's that's a landing page for a service that you offer. Uh, same thing if you just have a shop on your website. You know, if you have a product page, uh, then that is itself a landing page for that kind of big sales point, right? So, so these landing pages that you have on your website are really going to be crucial key parts. Okay. Uh, so, so when you're building your website, um, you're going to want to think strategically about how you set up and how you feature those landing pages. Uh, typically, uh, especially when I'm working with small businesses, you know, we'll make sure that those core key landing pages are our main items in your header menu so that they're very easy to see and to find. We might do a little feature of something about each of those pages, maybe on the homepage, uh, so that you can kind of call out and summarize and then click here to go to the landing page for more details about that. Uh, so, so think about it, you know, if you have a book that you've written that you want to feature, uh, same thing, you know, make sure it's highlighted, uh, you know, even if it's in a books drop down menu or something like that too, uh, you know, up highlighted in your header menu, uh, highlight it with big graphics or pictures of it or whatever on, on the homepage, uh, and, and click to link through to the actual landing page itself. Um, <clears throat> typically for a small business, uh, I also don't want to overdo it, right? Uh, we don't want to have uh, a listing of 20 different kind of key services and products and stuff too, that we're trying to feature all of them at the same time. Uh, if you have that many, uh, you know, maybe you have product categories or something like that, that you want to feature too. But, uh, but if you have a couple core services, a couple main book publishing projects or whatever too, uh, we're going to look at trying to, how do you, how do you feature those landing pages well, uh, in your header menu and on your homepage. Uh, but then that page needs to be built out to be the best resource that you can possibly imagine for whatever that service or that product or that book is. Uh, nothing else on the web should be better at describing what you do or what you're offering than that page right there. Okay. The next part of, and this is one of the big things here, uh, when you're thinking about how your user website and understanding the website structure. <clears throat> one of the things that helps search engines understand your website and which pages have the most value. And we ta just talked about those landing pages for key services and products that you might offer. Those are really kind of key important pages, high value pages for you on your website. <clears throat> one of the ways search engines understand that is how many links are pointing back to that page. Okay. So this is one of the ways that blog posts come in. Blog posts are fantastic because uh, they do a couple of things. One of the, one of the big things that they do is they give you front door opportunities, right? So any blog post that you write and that you create can actually be an entry point onto your website. And I'm going to talk about uh, one in particular on a fist bump media website, even <clears throat> here at the end of this 
uh, podcasts and stuff too. It's a little inspirational story. So stick around, make sure you listen for that. But, um, but, but I have a couple of blog posts that we published that actually outrank our homepage and drive more traffic from search engines than even our homepage gets. Right. So, so those blog posts become really great opportunities to draw in some traffic, but even if they don't, uh, more importantly than that, they become really great uh, backlinking opportunities to point to your, your landing pages for your key products and services. So as you write new blog posts that might talk about or feature something like that, we'll, we'll talk about different types of blog posts you can do related to your products and services. Um, uh, you know, you certainly want to write those blog posts so that you can kind of point back to those landing pages, but you can even go back to previous content, right? And, um, and, and update previous content. So if, if I'm, if I just published a, a new book, chances are I've done some writing related to that topic on my blog, probably for some time before I ever wrote that book. Right. Uh, so I can go back to those old blog posts and update any kind of text or whatever, you know, that might be related to this stuff to point a link back to that landing page. So I can even leverage the existing content on my site to create those backlink opportunities to point back to my landing page, which helps send the signals to the search engines. Hey, there's a lot of links pointing to this landing page on the website, which is going to help it rank better itself on, on search engines too. Um, so really key elements to understanding excellent SEO website structure, uh, your landing pages, you want to be the best resource out there that you can possibly imagine for whatever that product or that service or the book or anything like that is, right? Uh, you want it to feature that well, and then use those blog posts, uh, whether there are new ongoing blog posts that you will write in the future, or even old ones to create those link opportunities to kind of point links back to those landing pages. Now that's going to start pumping all the juicy can around to some of your most important pages on your website, which is really, really, really important. Okay. So the next thing then, as we start to understand excellent SEO website structure is I want you to look at your analytics as a resource. Yeah, I know, I know, listen, uh, you know, I can't tell you how many people I talk to in the moment I say, analytics or data or anything like that, the eyes start rolling in the back of the head. It's like, oh no, I can't handle this. Okay. But listen, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Okay. Because there, really there's, there's a couple key elements that I can point you to that you really want to try to uh, explore that can, can give you some incredible insight uh, into um, how you can use that data as a resource to help you get better. Right. So first of all, Google Analytics, uh, Google Analytics can help you discover what's working well right now. So it doesn't measure anything about search other than as that being a traffic source and stuff too, but it shows you what people are doing on your website right now. And where this comes really in handy, and this is one little exercise that I love to do, is to kind of look over your Google Analytics over time and you know spread out the 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 time range on your calendar. Say look you know, look over the last three or six months or whatever, uh, and and identify uh, which traffic sources are most popular, right? And and then I have a little bit of fun with that. So then I'll look at like something like organic search 
which means that's stuff that people searched for on Google or wherever. Uh, and they landed on your website because they searched a term, your stuff came up and they came to your website as, as that source. All right. I'd like to look to see then in organic search, which pages are, are they landing on? Right. Um, so as you look into that data and stuff, you can then see, you know, what your top pages are when it comes to search engine traffic. And you might be surprised. Sometimes, you know, you might find a, a blog post that you've had out there. If you've been blogging for a long time, I've had blog posts that, I've, that I wrote five, six, seven years ago that are really some of the top drivers of content on my blog. Okay. And why that's really important is because that helps me to identify that Google's already driving a lot of traffic to my blog, to my website for certain pages. It's those pages. If I kind of take a list of the top 10 uh, most traffic pages coming from uh, search, organic search, uh, then I can go back to those pages and see how can I optimize those that maybe maybe one of them is a really good fit to, to drop a, a big banner image about my, my product, my, you know, the landing page that I have and link back over to that landing page or something. You know, there's a lot of things you can do with it too. But, uh, but one thing is, is you can use Google analytics to discover which pages on your website are already getting the most traffic coming from Google. Uh, and then you can go back and look at how you can optimize those pages to use that as a stepping stone to get them to closer to those landing pages, uh, you know, that are really important for you, for your products and services. Okay. Next one I want to talk about too is Google search console. And while some people, some bloggers may say, oh yeah, I got Google analytics on my website. Uh, many might not have Google, Google search console on it. And, and it's a really great tool. We've got some resources that can uh, help set you up and, and show you how to do that. But but I like Google Search Console because it doesn't show you what's happening on your website. It shows what's happening related to your website on Google itself. Okay, so, so with Google Search Console, you can see how search engines see your site. Uh, and this can be powerful information because it can help give you certain information about terms that people are using to search to find some of those popular pages on your website. Uh, and then you can go back and even further optimize those and stuff too. So I'm going to drop a, another link in the uh, in, to a video that I have. It's a short minute video, about five, six minutes long or something like that uh, out on our YouTube channel um, it called How to Use Google Search Console to Optimize Existing Blog Posts. And that'll kind of walk you through a few steps about how I use Google Search Console to do this, uh, but, uh, but a really great way to... Uh, take something that's already working pretty well and make it work excellent, right? To, to, to really kind of take it to the next level uh, for uh, how you're driving traffic to your website from the search engines. And with that, I want to take a quick break here. Uh, it's a great time to tell you about a great little resource that we have uh, with a little special offer that I think you might enjoy. If you're a writer, then getting more people to see your content is at the core of everything you do online. And if you feel like you're banging your head on a wall trying to figure out how to get more traffic on your blog, you're not alone. The data shows that the best source for finding new readers is through search engines. There are people out there looking right now for the very thing you're writing about on your blog. 
but figuring out how to get your content ranking on search engines so they can find you can feel overwhelming to say the least. How to SEO a blog will introduce you to and simplify technical concepts so that you can understand how and why the strategies for getting ranked on search engines work. Once you learn the basic concepts, we'll help you build a strong SEO strategy for your blog by working through three core elements of great SEO. On-site SEO strategy, content strategy, and off-site or link building SEO strategy. You'll even learn some advanced techniques that can boost your efforts to an even higher level. The readers are out there and this plan will help them find you. And as a listener of the Fist Bump Hustle podcast, we're going to give you an exclusive discount on this amazing e-course. Go to academy.fistbumpmedia.com or hit the link in the show notes and apply the promo code HUSTLESEO to get the course for just $49. That's right. That's $100 off our regular price. So go get it and learn how you can reach those readers today. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about uh, understanding excellent SEO website structure uh, for for your blog and how to set that up for success. And then a, a few pointers about how you can use the analytics as a resource to really help you try to uh, drive and grow better traffic and whatnot too. So, so the next thing I want to talk about is some of the different types of posts to write. So when you have... Uh, some kind of product or book or service or something along those lines uh, that you're offering, that's a part of who you are and what you do, right? So so when people come to your website, they expect to see content related to those products, books, services, whatever it is, okay? So there's a few different types of posts. They're really great to build into your cycle. It doesn't mean that these are the only things that you ever can write about on your site, but uh, but they are opportunities to um, uh, work in some perspectives, some insight, uh, things like that that can, can really help, again, not only become really great entry points uh, if you build them well from an SEO perspective, um, uh, become entry points for people to find you on search or whatever and come to your website to discover what you have to say about that product or service or that book or whatever, and then you know move on to continue to uh, potentially buy that or at least get to the landing page or whatever, <clears throat> okay? But uh, but they're, they're also just really good opportunities to uh, just to build build your overall messaging uh, and core strength and more backlinks uh, back to uh, back to those landing pages. So uh, again, and you can spend other time writing about whatever you want, but it's a good idea to mix some of these in on a regular basis. Okay, um, there's three types of posts that I want to kind of talk a little bit about, and the first one is to answer questions related to your product or service. Okay, so there's some really great tools out there, uh, tools like uh, uh, Answer the Public, and um, you know I, I use a 
premium tool called SEMrush that helps me give some really great search data about what people are actually searching on the search engine and stuff. Um, sometimes you can even just kind of go out and do some searches yourself and see sometimes you'll, you'll see a list of uh, people also ask these questions uh, related to this topic and stuff, right? So, so a lot of those are really great resources to kind of find what kinds of questions that people might be asking. Uh, related to your product or service. Uh, and then in answering the, those questions, again, the same kind of thing is with those landing pages. You want to try to provide the best possible answer that you can uh, to those questions, right? So don't hesitate to take these as opportunities to dig in deep, uh, you know, and uh, it might be a simple question, but there may be layers to it, right? You know, um, that you can really kind of play with and explore uh, to to really provide some valuable insight uh, into certain questions, things that people might want to know. You know, especially especially as it relates to uh, problems that they might be dealing with, where where your stuff, your your product or your service or your book or whatever might help be a potential answer to some of those problems, right? Uh, but answering questions is a great way to to generate some content uh, around um, around your product, service, book, or whatever it is that you're working on. <clears throat> Aside from answering questions, uh, the next type of post I think is really great to write is a case study. Um, it, I think it's important to share case studies related to your product or service. Uh, I'm going to drop another link uh, down below in the show notes um, uh, about a book uh, that I've read uh, a while back uh, called Case Studies That Convert. And um, it's a really practical book. Uh, and if I remember correctly off the top of my head, just from a formatting and you know editing perspective, you know it may not be put together the really the best, but uh, uh, but the information in it was really good and powerful uh, because it really maps out uh, how you can write a good, strong uh, case study type blog post uh, that you can publish on your blog. And case studies are fantastic because uh, case studies allow uh, opportunities for people to kind of put themselves in the shoes of, you know, whoever it is that might be your ideal client or customer or whatever. Okay. Um, so, you know, you can apply this to a lot of things. If, if you're offering some type of service, uh, you know, as a writer, maybe you're offering editing services or, uh, you know, I know several who are doing different types of uh, coaching and consulting services. Um, you know, think about how your product or your services or your books or whatever have helped people uh, achieve the results that they want to achieve. And when you can put together a case study and kind of map out and show that that progression from this is where we were, uh, this is the solution that we implemented, and then this is where we got to, uh, then people can kind of put themselves in that case. You go, oh, yeah, that is valuable, right? So you're really kind of creating a great deal of valuable by sharing those case studies uh, uh, as blog posts on your site. Uh, and again, those are also types of posts too, that if you do them well, they can actually rank really well uh, and drive tons of traffic to, to your website as well. Now, the third type of post that I think is, is good to write, where the first two are really a little bit more technical, um, 
I think a third type of post that you can write on a regular basis too is is to share your journey and experiences related to your product or service. Okay, uh, I did this with one of my books. Uh, I remember uh, it was a book that I had traditionally published, uh, and it had been out for about a year. It was a book called Activist Faith, and um, uh, and I think after it being out for a year and talking with people about it and. You know, I did some small groups and, you know, all kinds of stuff and everything. Uh, and I had a lot of really fantastic conversations. I went back and I, I shared a little bit of my journey and, you know, wrote a blog post about, you know, uh, activist faith, you know, one year later kind of thing. Um, and just talked about things that I learned uh, through the process of helping get that story uh, and those ideas out there and uh, seeing other people engage with them and stuff too. So, um, so whatever, whatever your journey is, and maybe it's a journey where uh, you're even sharing some of your own personal testimonies and experiences uh, that might've gotten you to the point of offering those products and stuff. Uh, that's per really great personal connection type content uh, that can help people kind of engage with you and connect with you personally on a personal level um, and, and have it done so in relation to whatever that product or service is that you're offering or that book or whatever. Okay. Uh, so, so think about those three types of uh, blog posts that you can write, uh, answer questions, uh, run case studies and share, share your journey and your personal experiences along the way. Really fantastic opportunities to create content. The next thing we're going to talk about is applying SEO best practice, search engine optimization, best practices uh, to your blog posts and your content. You know, and really just a couple of points here. Uh, we told you a little bit about our uh, how to SEO a blog uh, e-course. Uh, we really got a great deal running on that for you for any listeners of the of the podcast here. Uh, so I really encourage you to go check that out. But <clears throat> uh, uh, and that'll dive a lot deeper into some of these ideas. But one is to keep your content focused on keyword important keyword opportunities, right? So. Um, so one thing that's really important as you're writing any, any of those types of blog posts is to think about how, uh, you're going to really drive, uh, your keyword opportunity. So if, if you're answering a question, you know, it's, it's a question that people might be asking on Google, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, if, if you title your blog post that way, make sure that question is in the text and header text and, you know, whatever, you know, and really kind of focus in on um, on what your keyword opportunity is. Uh, and, and when you're doing this type of content too, one thing that's really important to kind of clarify is, um, is that for your core landing pages, those really important pages that, that we're creating, uh, those should focus on the main keyword, okay? Uh, product X, right? <coughs> Excuse me. A product X, for example, uh, might be the big keyword, uh, but uh, but when we're looking at the blog posts, we want to start looking for more what we call those long tail opportunities, uh, the, the the terms that are not the big big money terms, but maybe the, you know a, a question or some kind of phrase or something like that related to product X, uh, you know, might be might be the big keyword that you're going to focus a certain blog post around. Uh, so, um, but really important to 
to keep that content focused on a certain kind of keyword phrase uh, that you're really going to try to optimize for. And it should be different than what the actual core landing page is. Uh, and then from there, the next big thing is, is it, without getting into all the specifics of exactly what you need to do to optimize your blog post, uh, really the simple advice here is, is follow the advice of your SEO plugin, whether you're using Yoast or SmartCrawl or Rank Math, you know, there's a lot of really great uh, SEO plugins out there and stuff. Uh, any one of those is going to kind of give you an analysis when you take that keyword phrase that you're trying to target, it'll analyze your text, but to really try to try to follow the instructions and follow the advice of that plugin uh, to make sure that it's set up as well as it can be uh, to have success for that term. <clears throat> and then the the last big SEO best practice that I want to make sure that I'm really emphasizing here too is to ensure that you're following a good linking strategy. So typically for every blog post, I typically recommend that you have two links to external resources off your website somewhere. Um, <clears throat> you know, especially if they're related to the kind of main phrase or kind of topic content uh, that you're talking about. Maybe it's a, a link to a study that has some statistics that you referenced in your post or whatever. Okay. Um, but the, I like to have two, two links off of, uh, off your website and then two links internally uh, to other content within your website. And again, remembering that we're, if we're developing this content as part of our uh, how do we really kind of build that authority for those core landing pages and stuff? Uh, one of those two internal links, right? Two external links and two internal links to other content within your website. Um, you know, point one of those to that landing page and then maybe no, another one to maybe another blog post or something like that similarly related or something like that along those lines. Okay. Uh, so follow and apply some of those SEO best practices. <clears throat> I also want you to think about um, some offsite best practices. Uh, so there's a couple of things you can do to really help kind of spread your authority and, um, uh, and, and, and and get your words and your content out there more. One is to syndicate your content. Uh, so there's a few ways you can syndicate your content. If it's relevant, um, you know, you can import that content and pull that into, into like LinkedIn as an article on LinkedIn on your profile. Uh, which is a great way to kind of duplicate that content, uh, but do it in a way that kind of gives credit back to your original source. So by syndicating content, I'm talking about using content that you already have on your blog and getting it that same post published in other places, but it, it should be done in a way that has what's called a canonical link that really kind of points back to your article as the main original source for that content. So LinkedIn actually does that pretty well. Um, websites like medium.com, uh, which is kind of its own separate little blogging-ish type, uh, type platform stuff, uh, is a great way you can actually import your post there pretty easily uh, and have them kind of syndicated and kind of pointing back to your original content on your site as the original source. Uh, part of that is a backlinking strategy. Part of that is also to just getting your words out there in front of more people in places where they might be, be reading it. The other offsite best practice that I want you to think about too is guest posting. Um, especially as you uh, uh, share resources and information, uh, think about case studies that you might write related to your product or service. Find places where you can go guest post to talk about 
topics and issues and have conversations related to that. Um, but you can always kind of use that as also an opportunity to link back to say like that case study or even your core landing page or something like that, if it makes sense. Um, but look for guest posting opportunities to get out there, uh, especially as a way to help kind of create links back to your own website. <clears throat> okay. So I told you up front too, that I, I would have a little story for you. And I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up with this because I think hopefully this can be a little bit of an inspiration to you. Uh, and this is a true story. Um, so one of the things that we've done at Fistbump Media to help kind of create uh, some some income opportunities and lead generation opportunities is we set up some gigs on Fiverr. And if you're not familiar with Fiverr, uh, it's it's really evolved quite a bit since then, but it really got started on the foundation of the idea that, you know what, uh, you can find somebody to do just about anything for five bucks, right? So for a Fiverr, for a $5 bill, um, I can hire somebody to create a logo for me or, you know, or uh, do this little video thing for me or whatever. Uh, and it's evolved quite a bit since then too. Not everything is just $5 on the site anymore, but uh, but really that's, that's kind of the foundation. It's, it's a site of freelance type work. Um, and what we've done is we've created some search engine optimization gigs uh, that are like $5 gigs that give you a certain report or information or whatever that uh, that you can use to help kind of improve your, your SEO for your website or whatever. Okay. Well, the big part of this story that I want to really share is, is as we released our gigs uh, for, um, uh, for SEO, you know, optimize, you know, search engine optimization, reports and al analysis and tools and, and services, right? Uh, I wrote a blog post for our blog uh, on Fistbump Media about the best gigs on Fiverr for search engine optimization for your website, okay? Um, and as I did my research and I uh, evaluated which might be the best terms to go after and stuff. Uh, you know, I, I gathered a lot of data and everything too. And, and I, I got to that point and, and really my blog post highlighting the best gigs for Fiverr SEO, you know, gigs are, uh, it's really a list of my own gigs. I had six of them, right? And I really kind of highlight what all six of my gigs are and how they fit into your strategy and link back to my gig to, um, uh, so that people can order the gig um, on on the Fiverr website. Now, the really cool thing about that is, is because I built that blog post in such a way that it became a great resource, it actually outranked for certain terms related to uh, SEO gigs on Fiverr. It actually outranked Fiverr, uh, the actual Fiverr website, in many instances, and. Uh, I had mentioned that uh, we'd written a couple of blog posts that actually draw more traffic than even our homepage does. And that Fiverr SEO gig uh, blog post is one of those gigs. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about Fiverr uh, as a strategy point in um, in our next episode. Uh, so definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, but I, I will just say, too, that really that that was one way that I've used our blog to create a blog post that helps set up and encourage and support some of those income opportunities for me as well too. Uh, 
Um, and, and like I said, I'll talk a lot about, about the Fiverr uh, process there on, on, on the flip side on, on the next episode, but, but be encouraged that there are ways that you can use your blog to really set yourself up and drive a ton of traffic and a ton of opportunities your way, uh, to help you generate the income that you hope to generate, um, uh, you know, through your work online. So, uh, with that, thanks and, uh, see you on the flip side. Thank you so much for listening today. If you know someone who's needing some inspiration and tips to turn their blog into a positive stream of income without going crazy doing it, then please share this episode with them. Grab the link to this episode and send them a text message, an email, or a DM on social media and let them know you think they'll appreciate this podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps us grow. And visit fistbumpmedia.com for more resources based on this topic to help you achieve success. We'll see you next time. Thanks and bye for now.